This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier and happier life. Today we've got Carl Reeder, our in-house functional movement coach, back on the podcast to talk about core strength, the reason we want to have good core strength for our entire lower body, and also uh, ways in which we can improve our core strength at home without doing laborious numbers of sit-ups and and being uncomfortable. So Carl, thanks for joining us again. Well, always a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Those who are unfamiliar with Carl, he's been on the episodes, uh, I don't know which numbers, but many in the past, uh, talking about knees, ankles, uh, overall strength, elbows. So he's uh, been a a frequent guest on our show. And he also does private coaching with many people who are in our community. He's very, very good when it comes to knees. So if you've got really uh, uncomfortable knees, uh, reach out to Carl and uh, I'll get him to provide his details in just a moment uh, on how to reach him. Uh, If you're a member of Rheumatoid Support, that is our support forum, our coaching platform, you get access directly to Carl. It is an incredible benefit uh, among access to other coaches. Uh, And so take advantage of that. If this inspires you and you want to ask more questions, jump into the support forum and hit up Carl. He'll answer you inside the Carl coaching thread. Carl, where can people find you who aren't part of Rheumatoid Support who want to reach out for a free discovery call with you? Yeah, I've got my website, which is callreadercoaching.com, and that's call with a C, call reader coaching. And then my email address is callwellness at gmail.com. Again, call with a C, callwellness at gmail.com. Good man. All right, let's get into this. So let's talk about core. Tell us why core strength is so important because it seems separated from knees and hips and so on. So why should we pay attention to it? Uh, it's a good, great question. And I love the way you separate it. It's in the sense that what I'm really discovering is this part of the whole body movement is that the core is, is actually got to be seen as, a, as like the body's battery pack. It's one of those, like um, if you imagine like a torch, those big torches where you have batteries stacked on one another. That's like the core and it provides power, not only like you mentioned to the lower body, but actually to the upper body as well. And, and so what I'm what I'm picking up, especially as I work with elite athletes and people with arthritis and these autoimmune diseases is that once you get their core stronger, it actually provides power to the legs or to the shoulders or to the elbows. So it's it's played quite a key, um, uh, what's the word, uh, part in, 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 in recovering and helping people get, get stronger. So you know, we always think about core often with people who struggle with back pain is you've got to get your core stronger. But this is this is actually really interesting and fascinating how how it actually provides power to to all the muscles. So that's why I've been down this whole core, getting core people's core stronger. Yes, Ellen, who's inside our support forum, talks about all the benefits that you've provided with her and and she comes to mind because she's talked of core strength and the building of the core strength. Um why do you uh, 
uh, how have you observed this connection between improved core strength and increased or improvements in in the lower body? Well, it, it, you know, I've got a lady that I work with from from your from one of the members in the Patterson program, and she she's struggling with walking. She's got a very weak uh, left leg, and she can't. She, I mean, when I started seeing her, she was dragging it along the floor. She could barely put weight on it, and so I said to her, you know, we're just going to focus on core strengthening exercises. And um, every time we did the core, she would say to me, the leg's gone from being really heavy to feels really light, and she could lift the leg up and swing it and walk. And, uh, and when she got tired, I made her sit down. We did some breathing exercise and I'd go, she said, are we going back to core exercise? I said, yes, we're going back to core exercises and we'd do a couple of core and then she'd get up and then she'd walk. And she said, my, my leg feels light again. And, um, and I was just explained to her that, that, that connection between doing even the upper body exercises and core heart provides power. It's, it's all got to do like the body's actually like an electrical, um, like, yeah, it's a, ba- it's battery pack. So if, if muscles can't hold a charge, then you feel weakness. And, and we see that across the board from elite athletes, right, to people struggling with rheumatoid arthritis. They say, it just feels heavy and I feel weak. And then when you do core, it says, I don't know why all of a sudden I have power. I ha- it feels easier. So light is the word I'm looking for, yeah. Okay. Well, we love it. We don't need any more convincing. Let's talk about <laughs> some exercises that we can do when core. Uh, uh, well, f- first of all, just before we do the uh, the exercises, uh, can you just define exactly what we're talking about here when we're talking about the core? Great, great question. So essentially, it's the it's the muscles that are like around the trunk. So you've got all the big, large muscles, but I'm focusing on just the muscles between the rib cage and the and the pelvis, so mainly abdominal muscles and also your waist muscles, the muscles that actually rotate the body, called the obliques. And it's really just working them in what we, we define as isometric work. So uh, when you think about like a bicep curl, uh, you get concentric, which is a shortening of the muscles. And then we have eccentric or negative loading where the muscle is actually doing work, and it's, but it's lengthening. Um, where isometric is the, the muscle is doing work, but it's not changing. So there's no movement involved. And, and a great example of that is if you have to um, – carry a box around the house or pick up a child or, or carry a weight, you're not actually doing any movement. You're just walking with it. And so the muscles are stabilizing. So isometric core strength is, is huge in the sense that it's there's no movement involved, but you are, you are generating a lot of energy and power. And so this is good news, for, especially for people with RA, is that the traditional functional or conventional methods are um, exercises like uh, sit-ups, um, you know, doing legs out in front of you, like cycle movements, Pilates-based stuff. And and for, for members or people who are struggling with lower back pain or who are, who are not able to do that, then they kind of feel hopeless. And so we'll get into that just now, like we'll dive deep into just some of the other ways that you can, you can get into that. Uh, but another thing that's important to just uh, mention is, is what causes the disconnect in the core muscles. So often people are doing core exercises that just don't feel their core muscles working. And and one of the biggest things are is poor posture. We know that. So if you've got poor posture, especially in the lower back and upper back, then that that tends to like um, think of it like Wi-Fi. It's like it drops the Wi-Fi, so you don't get signal, or you have one G, two G. You're not getting the five G through the body. Um, and the other thing is is strong emotions. So people who struggle with fear or anxiety, worry, a lot of those kind of emotions also tend to block that core. So it's a very interesting to have that sort of. Um, mindset as well be aware that those are things that can play a role in 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 core strength often 
um, very often, especially in my in my sporting or medical background, is overlooked and not really talked about, but it plays a huge role in disconnecting the core muscles. I love it. I can totally attest to the strength building capacity of isometric exercises, having done a lot of them in lengthy yoga classes over the years. Uh, the entire sequence of Bikram yoga, which is yes. the one that I've done the most of, uh, is entirely isometric exercises. And your your legs and shoulders are just shaking throughout the class trying to hold these positions, just using your own body weight and gravity as the Correct. resistance. Exactly. And uh, so I'm fully on board. I fully can attest personally to the results of isometric exercises. I can say with personal history of, of damaged arthritic joints that isometric is a tremendous way to go when a joint is clicky and imperfect because rather than running it through lots of repetitions under tension or under resistance, you can just get into a position throughout somewhere in that range that feels comfortable and just hold the heck out of it. And that right. muscle will right. grow. It is true that at the extremities or away from that particular point in the range that those areas won't be quite as strong, but you will still grow strength in the muscle, which is crucial. So let, let's let's talk the exercises. Yeah. So you know some of the comp. If you think about the planking, where people are on their on their elbows or on their hands are doing like a push up plank. For obviously, for many people, that's just not even a, you can't even go there. Obviously, the wrists, the fingers, the elbows. So what I have the guys do is it's is, is first of all just get them connected. So your your wiring, like we talked about the Wi Fi. If you think about the central spinal cords, like your internet service provider, we want it. We want to like loosen up the the. The part of the spine between the thoracic, we talk about the T5, thoracic T5 to T12. So basically your middle to just above your lower back. So exercises where you, maybe it's flexion or it's extension or, or, or rotation. That's obviously part of the coaching. That's my job is to try to isolate where you've got this sort of disconnection. And once we've mobilized that, people straight away will say, often say, I'm not even doing anything, but I can feel my tummy muscles engaging. And so that's what we're trying to like switch on your core. And then from there we go to, um, depending on what you can do. So if you've got like resistance bands, we, we want to hold it. And if you've got the arthritis, we often wrap it around people's uh, hands or just around the wrist because that's very sensitive. And then what you do essentially is just pulling and holding. And it's that holding exercise is the, is the isometric. And, and that's, and, and, and I can also target different layers of the, of the abs by how where you attach the band. So if it's high, you're going to get like upper band. And if it's low, you're going to get lower abs. So that makes it very effective, especially for people struggling with the with the knees. And, and that use, I love it. You said they're not too much repetition of movements. The other one, which is very effective, is just holding a light weight. Um, where's my weight? But if I just had like a like a weight holder, just holding it up, like basically close to the body like this and just getting them to hold that for a five, 10 seconds. And you'll often hear people who've got weak cores would be like, oh, I can feel my tummy working. And so it's very, very, very effective. Um, for those who can't hold stuff, just standing up, um, gently swinging the arms or just doing movements or simply getting up and out, down out of the chair slowly. So obviously that wouldn't be isometric, pure isometric, but that slow getting up 
really challenges the core because your core muscles aren't exactly flexing, but they're contracting. So there are many ways that we, we tools, should I say, that we can use uh, that, that helps people who are struggling to get, get stronger there. Okay, let me repeat this back and describe it for folks who are listening to the audio version of this. Uh, so the first one you describe is arms out in front of you, arms mostly straight, uh, standing, uh, uh, standing and then pulling down from the shoulder uh, against the resistance of a band until the sort of uh, underside of your hands are at your sort of legs. And then we just hold in that position. Is that correct? So this, 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 this would be actually sitting down and then you oh, would be sitting pulling, down. You'd, you know, so okay. you'd be putting, you'd be actually holding the band and pulling it, the, your, your hands towards your belly button that activates yep. the core. And then you hold it there for okay. a count of five to 10 seconds. Yeah. So, okay. so it mimics I, that rip, isometric. Yeah. I had the right idea, except I thought we were standing, but we're seating, which is good. And then the next one is just to uh, hold a weight in front of you, clasping with two hands. And then you're bent at the elbows with elbows tucked into the waist, and you're basically Correct. just holding against the gravity pull down on that weight. Correct. Yep. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and then the third one you said, just very slow coming up and down from a seated position into a Correct. standing position. Correct. Okay. 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 Great. Are there anything else that we, what should we need? What should we uh, know regarding the number of repetitions? how intense we should be aiming for uh, any indication of sort of uh you know uh the the way in which we roll this out the yes. actual numbers associated with it so i generally get the guys to start off with uh, you know some depending on, on on what level you're at but i even start with three seconds and and some people think that's like ridiculously low but you'll be amazed that at three seconds feels like eternity when you're really weak so so three seconds and then i do three sets of three second holds so i do three seconds three times and then i take about a 10 to 15 second break and then we start again um, and if people don't feel that that working or they feel their back, and you mentioned a good thing, the shaking. Now, the shaking is the muscle trying to create voltage in, now in your house. That would be referred to as a drop in the voltage. But your, your, your muscles are trying to find that extra power so that they're contracting and trying to generate electrons. So that's obviously a good sign that, that I usually get people to just go into maybe two seconds and stop because you tend to find that you can you find other joints trying to provide or muscles providing power, so especially the lower back and and your thighs and so you can start to feel it can be strenuous you've got to stop there um depending on the age or where you're at in your, your health longer rest periods in between sets so if you really felt that that three seconds took a lot out of you then we we uh we, we make it like a minute i might do some shoulder movements because some people like to do they do three seconds three seconds and three seconds and they feel completely wasted after that because it's too much so the rest period in between is something that the coaching helps you but also you've got to just use some bit of common sense and sort of feel like again you give myself a bit of a break but yeah that's a, the three sets of three is a good good starting place i can tell the insights that you've gathered from working with our community because um, we're not talking about elite athletes in many cases rheumatoid has really taken its toll on some of our uh strength because of the you know limitations that the joint pains have placed on our muscles so you know uh three seconds rest three seconds rest three seconds rest is a lot for some folks and uh i think 
I think it's a wonderful opportunity. If 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 that's going to feel like a challenge, then imagine how much better you're going to feel if you engage in these activities if you're at a quite a weak platform. Correct. Baseline. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, one of the ladies, some of the members said to me yesterday, she just said uh, everything from hanging the washing to just walking around to just everyday life. I feel my tummy is helping me, giving me power. And I said, you're using my terminology. There is the power. So it, there are tremendous benefits and you, you, you'd be surprised at how much, as you said, three second holds can, can add. Okay. Excellent. Now, uh, presumably uh, some people are listening to this who, who aren't as uh, at, at such a baseline and they're a little bit more advanced. Are there some exercises that you might like to share or variations, modifications, so that this can scale for some people who aren't doing too bad, but they want to improve their core as well? So that's a great question. One of the ones that I, I move away for is the elbows. You know, a lot of it uh, depends if clients have got really weak wrists and they cannot do yeah. like a push-up, sort of like a plank, as we call it. Then you can do the elbows, um, but I, I ultimately, if you can get onto your hands and do the push-up plank, that's the most effective. Now, when I say push-up plank, I don't mean like actually doing push-ups because that that's just very strenuous. Um, but you can do like where you, you do a push-up on a box or a chair. You know, like if you were to just just lean into like a, even onto a wall, some people just put their hands against the wall and hold that position for five, 10 seconds also works the core. I like the one on a chair, obviously mustn't have wheels because that could be interesting, but you know, like <laughs> something that's secure that you could just hold on to and, and get that core working. I must just mention those who are struggling with toes, it, that is a bit of a problem sometimes when you've got like bunions or sore toes that you, when you put your feet onto the ground, you, you have to stabilize through. So we have to work on how we position the feet, you know, getting good shoes or finding a good quality mat because you don't want to be sliding around trying to like keep your balance there. As you see, I've done had quite a few interesting uh, situations and experiences, but the push-up is a great one because it gets the the, the pecs, the shoulders, the abs. It, it really is a great way for those who are more advanced. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Okay. So we've got our extension exercise there is to get down onto, uh, onto the ground, or as you said, like a, a, a a higher surface and get into a straight back push-up position and then just hold and just hold the position. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, can people do that plank also on their elbows? You often see that at the gym. People are in a plank position on their elbows. Uh, how is that in your view? So as I said, it's not my my not my go-to, um, but for yeah. those who do struggle with their wrists, it's it, yeah. you can do it. Um, it's important just to like make sure that you, you you push, you don't collapse into the shoulders. You kind of have to push your mid back up a little bit like that to just get the yeah. engage the pecs. What happens is when you're on your hands, you've got all the fascia and the electricity flowing through all the connections here. So when you're on your elbows, you're kind of going through all the bones. You're not getting so much muscular, but it's I've got quite a few people on the pads who, who do do the plank on their on their elbows for the purely because their wrists are weak or their hands are sore and they cannot put weight through there. And so I advise them to do that. So that works really well as well. But you mentioned Eleanor with the with the with the pull-ups. It's also not the, you know, just hangings are very good for shoulder, the hanging movement, you know, hanging from a bar that you very, very good for the fascia and the strength. And she was on like one second uh, pulls and we did that plank and I got her engaging and she went to three seconds quite comfortably. And I was a bit worried. I was like, I just come back a bit, but she was like, I've gone from one to three, but it was just the power that she could feel. It's, it's, it's autumn. It's straight away. It's not like you have to wait three months to feel it. It's like instantly the power is there. So 
that was great, especially for people with shoulder problems now as well. You know, the core, core has huge benefits. Okay, awesome. Now, do we need to stretch the the uh, the abs afterwards, or are we uh, we are we sort of uh, you know protected from developing any sort of uh, tightness? It's a great question. So I think for those who are, you know, sitting a lot, um, you know, because you're working isometric, we're not actually shortening the muscles, so we don't have to then stretch them. They're actually working in a in a normal resting length. But good question. And for those who sit a lot and have got poor posture, their ab muscles, if that's normal, are going to be shortened. And so now you're isometric, you're training them in a shortened position. So what I do often is if they can do extension exercises, as we do, we get them to raise their hands up and try to get a little bit of flexion through there. I often get them to massage the fascia on the stomach just to kind of loosen it up, and then we go into that. So that's a good question, yeah. Okay. So not really is the answer. Really. If you're doing yeah, the ones so, yes. we've talked about, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, let me see if there's any other questions I had here that I wanted to ask you about. I think we've covered it all. I think I think you've given us some great straightforward exercises we can do at home um, that have been effective for others, whether it be to try and even hang from a bar or whether it be to walk around without having to drag one leg as much. And it scales as we get stronger. We can either hold for longer or we can progress into the push-up style if we want. And, of course, um, you know, this will enable us to therefore overall just feel stronger and have more capacity to do other forms of exercise and to, you know, use it as a foundational tool. Absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, check with you, do you have people uh, use resistance cables or bands and do you attach them to maybe the upper portion of a door for some of those exercises? I, I do, yeah. If you actually see in the, for those listening, you can't see, but if those on video can see, I've actually got like a contraption to my door there. It's got handles that I use to pull. And for those who don't, they can attach it to some of to a pole, or you know, you can tie it up into a knot and put behind the door, like you said. And you can adjust it. It's important to adjust the level of those bands because it targets different areas of your spine and, and or areas of your core muscles. So that's quite that's a good idea. Um, the, the the cables. Strong. Some of the cables are obviously stronger than the bands because the bands, you know, if you, you can get to, they can snap if they're too light. But you know what we're talking about? It's even the lightest band can provide adequate core strength for those who are really weak. Yeah, great. Yeah, good. The ones that I recommend for our upper body workout inside our members area are the cable types. I love the different cable color types that come in the right. package. And I love that it has a handle on the end because... You can disconnect the handle, but when you want to do sort of like any kind of punching or pulling exercises, um, then you've got the handle to hang on to so that you can take the weight through the palm of the hand without having to uh, wrap anything around the finger section, which can irritate swollen fingers. So yeah, that's 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 what I like. And you can totally do those exercises you've just described using the the colored cables. If people want to know which colored cables, again, they're 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 actually inside the downloadable PDF, which is our upper body workout. It's got a link to the cables that I have purchased in the past on more than one occasion, by the way, because we've been in different countries. 
Um, and they're only about $30 or something uh, delivered on Amazon. And there's lots of different companies on Amazon and uh, yeah, they're pretty easy and inexpensive. So get yourself a set of these home workout cables and you can follow along with what Carl has provided us today. Improve your core. And uh, if you want to uh, take it to the next level, you can. There's plenty of ways to, to scale beyond what you've said, Carl. And Carl, if anyone wants to reach out to you, you mentioned before that it is carlreaderwellness.com. Carlreadercoaching. Carlreadercoaching.com. And then my yep. email is carlwellness at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay, perfect. We got our we got ourselves around that. Um, well, thank you very much for today. Uh, a pleasure to connect again. And I hope everyone who's listened or, or watched this has found this useful. Yeah, thank you, Clint. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.